Hello, my name is Shelly and welcome to my podcast. Hi guys, um, it's been a while, I know. Um, I've been busy with graduate school, but I'm glad I can upload again. So our reading tonight is from the Ministry of Healing by our favorite author, Ellen G. White. And I'm going to read, I'm going to share from chapter 10, Helping the Tempted. Not because we first loved him did Christ love us, but while we were yet sinners, he died for us. He does not treat us according to our desert. Although our sins have merited condemnation, he does not condemn us. Year after year, he has borne with our weakness and ignorance, our ingratitude and waywardness, notwithstanding our wanderings, our hardness of heart, our neglect of his holy word. His hand is stretched out still. Grace is an attribute of God, exercised toward undeserving human beings. We did not seek for it, but it was sent in search of us. God rejoices to bestow His grace upon us, not because we are worthy, but because we are so utterly unworthy. Our only claim to His mercy is our great need. The Lord God, through Jesus Christ, holds out His hands all the day long in invitation to the sinful and fallen. He will receive all. He welcomes all. It is his glory to pardon the chief of sinners. He will take the prey from the mighty. He will deliver the captive. He will pluck the brand from burning. He will lower the golden chain of his mercy to the lowest depths of human wretchedness and lift up the debased soul contaminated with sin. Ooh, good news. Next, <laughs> every human being is the object of loving interest to him who gave his life that he might bring men back to God. Souls guilty and helpless, liable to be destroyed by the arts and snares of Satan, are cared for as a shepherd cares for the sheep of his flock. Oh, is your mind blown yet? <laughs> I think it's. I think it's very wonderful that no matter how sinful you are, no matter how debased, disgusting we are, God still cares for us. Like He still calls us to come to Him and He wants to heal us. Continuing to the next paragraph. The Savior's example is to be the standard of our service for the tempted and erring. The same interest and tenderness and long-suffering that he has manifested toward us, we are to manifest towards others. As I have loved you, he says, that you also love one another. John 13 verse 34. If Christ dwells in us, we shall reveal his unselfish love toward all with whom we have to do. As we see men and women, in need of sympathy and help, we shall not ask, are they worthy? But how can I benefit them? Rich and poor, high and low, free and bond, 
are God's heritage. He who gave his life to redeem men sees in every human being a value that exceeds finite computation. By the mystery and glory of the cross, we are to discern his estimate of the value of the soul. When we do this, we shall feel that human beings, however degraded, have cost too much to be treated with coldness or contempt. We shall realize the importance of working for our fellow men, that they may be exalted to the throne of God. The lost coin in the Savior's parable, though lying in the dirt and rubbish, was a piece of silver still. Its owner sought it because it was of value. So every soul, however degraded by sin, is in God's sight accounted precious. As the coin bore the image and the superscription of the reigning power, so men at his creation bore the image and superscription of God. Whoa. Me, like all of us, we bore the image and the superscription of God. Though now marred and dim through the influence of sin, the traces of this inscription remain upon every soul. God desires to recover that soul and to retrace upon it his own image in righteousness and holiness. How little do we enter into sympathy with Christ on that which should be the strongest bond of union between us and him. Compassion for depraved, guilty, suffering souls, dead in trespasses and sins. The inhumanity of men toward men is our greatest sin. Many think that they are representing the justice of God, while they wholly fail of representing his tenderness and his great love. Often, the ones whom they meet with sternness and severity are under the stress of temptation. Satan is wrestling with these souls, and harsh, unsympathetic words discourage them and cause them to fall a prey to the tempter's power. It is a delicate matter to deal with minds. Only he who reads the heart knows how to bring men to repentance. Only his wisdom can give us success in reaching the lost. We may stand up stiffly feeling, I am holier than thou. And it matters not how correct your reasoning is or how true your words, they will never touch hearts. The love of Christ manifested in word and act will win its way to the soul when the reiteration of precept or argument would accomplish nothing. We need more of Christ-like sympathy, not merely sympathy for those who appear to us to be faultless, but sympathy for the poor, the suffering, struggling souls who are often overtaken in fault, sinning and repenting, tempted and discouraged. We are to go to our fellow men, touched like our merciful priest, with the feeling of their infirmities. It was the outcast, the publican, and sinner, the despised of the nations that Christ called, and by his loving kindness compelled to come to him. The one class that he would never countenance 
was those who stood apart in their self-esteem and looked down upon others. Go out into the highways and hedges and compel them to come in. Christ bids us that my house may be filled. In obedience to this word, we must go to the heathen who are near us and to those who are afar off. The publicans and harlots must hear the Savior's invitation. Through the kindness and long-suffering of his messengers, the invitation becomes a compelling power to uplift those who are sunken in the lowest depths of sin. Christian motives demand that we work with steady purpose and undying interest an ever-increasing importunity for the souls whom Satan is seeking to destroy. Nothing is to chill the earnest yearning energy for the salvation of the lost. Mark how all through the word of God there is a manifest the spirit of urgency of imploring men and women to come to Christ. We must seize upon every opportunity in private and in public, presenting every argument, urging every motive of infinite weight to draw men to the Savior. With all our power, we must urge them to look unto Jesus and to accept his life of self-denial and sacrifice. We must show that we expect them to give joy to the heart of Christ by using every one of his gifts in honoring his name. Amen. Oh, that's a very great chapter. So, um, what did you get? I hope you got, I hope you're blessed. I mean, for me, the conclusion that I can make is that love for others will be manifested if Christ lives in our heart. So we are called to sympathize with them, with love. Like, um, like uh, I want to quote back again that he, that the author said how can i benefit them how can i help them lead, lead them to christ so we need to empathize and we have to care and we have to love them and of course we have to pray because only god only he who reads the heart knows how to bring men back to him so i think that's great um i hope that this reading blessed you i know that it is a very long reading and if you're hearing this until the end i want to thank you but i would i would like to make an appeal for us to share your witness because the joy that you have in your heart don't you want others to have it too like they're uh, uh, the joy of knowing christ that's i cannot even I cannot even, you know, I cannot even picture it, like, I can't even explain it in words, because that's how great it is to know that you have Christ in your heart, and that he cares and loves about you, and he wants us to be with him, can you imagine, like, why does he want me to be with him, I'm terrible, but, you know, he promised that he will heal us, even in uh, the Old Testament, he promised that a new covenant, that he will put his law on our hearts, See, God is doing everything for us to be with Him. So all we have to do is just give our heart and care for others. So they will give their heart to God too. And I think that's great, yeah?
cannot, I cannot even express with words how amazing God's love for us is. But if you want to know more about God's love, open John 3.16. <laughs> so I think that's it for tonight. I hope you are blessed. Like me, I'm so blessed. I have I can I have, I can read this again like it's great. So yeah, I think that's it. I'm glad that I get to share this with you. Good night.